How you doing? Oh, nice. Doing all I'm right? Good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of happy we were lazy this month because we are like, okay, we just finished a marriage retreat yeah. this weekend and we were going to do something else for love month. And I was like, oh, let's just recap the marriage retreat because it was awesome. So that's what we're going to do. Yes. So then I didn't have to do any extra studying. Yeah. I mean, me there's lazy. plenty here. Like this is amazing stuff. No, it was so good. Yeah. I thought it was a really good retreat. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Today we're just talking about the two sections we covered at the beginning and then we'll just name drop the other three sections. But hey, we're talking about a book, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to be today hitting on some topics that we talked about at our recent marriage retreat. Yeah. And it was based on the book uh, Us, Us in, in Mind. Us in Mind. Yeah, by Ted Lowe. It was so, so good. So good. He really I, hits five big things. We're just going to well, do two of them today. Yeah, two of them today. And we can name drop the other things. But I really relate with him because he's like kind of crazy like I am. And he's got ADHD and he's got issues. And so I'm like, I like this Ted guy. This Ted guy. Yeah, he's crazy, he's, but good. Yeah. It was a great book. <laughs> Are you saying I'm crazy? Uh, I know, right? I already okay. know that. So whatever. Um, all right. Well, um, welcome to the Marriage Monthly Podcast. Yeah. We are Gabe and Melissa Kolstad. I always do it backwards. Gabe and Melissa Kolstad. I know. Yeah, yeah. If you're watching, you saw that. If you're listening, you didn't see it. Yeah. But uh, Yeah. If you're not listening. I mean, if you're seeing us, you're going to see that I was super lazy today and just wear a sweatshirt and a hat. <laughs> I need to color my hair. So don't judge me. But. <laughs> I don't judge you. Thanks. I just want to be comfortable. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about how you can build the best marriage possible. And uh, really there are two big components that we're going to talk about. And so I'm going to kick off the first one, which is really all a little bit about how to become a more encouraging spouse, I think, if you really get to the end of it. Um, but I just want to share this. One, I think one of the most important roles of a spouse is to be an encourager that you, that you go, Hey, I, I'm taking this role on, I'm going to yeah. adopt this person as the person I'm going to encourage, yeah. but cheerleader. yeah, I'll be the cheerleader. But I know from personal experience, it's hard to be encouraging when you yourself feel discouraged. Yeah. And a lot of times where marriages break down isn't even in the relationship with the other person. It's in the relationship with yourself because that's where all the encouragement either starts or stops. And so yeah, I mean, if you don't like a lot of the aspects of yourself, you're really going to be nitpicky with your spouse too. Cause yeah. you're just grumpy Absolutely. about yourself. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that we, have in our experience. We have 28 years of marriage experience. If you're just tuning in, we've got lots of these episodes that go back a long ways. We started this a while back, but yeah, we got 28 years of marriage experience. And one of the things that happened when we first got married is I, I came into our marriage with a bit of insecurity and self-doubt. Everybody comes in with baggage though. I know we all come with baggage. My particular baggage was insecurity. I mean, yeah. I don't know if it was the way I grew up, the amount of times we moved, you know, the fact that my parents had just gotten divorced right before we got married. There was, but there was some insecurity all there. All the above. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so for me, this really, this really hits home is that, you know, if you don't feel great about yourself, it's hard to be an encouraging spouse. Mm -hmm. And so- But it's when, not like you weren't an encouraging spouse. Like, well, I think you, you were conscious of what you were doing. You were just defensive a lot yeah. because you were insecure. Yeah. 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 So I want to read a couple. So in each one of these things, we're just going to do two things today. But uh, the first one is, is about encouragement and stuff. And the question that Ted Lowe asks in this book, Us in Mind, is what do you think about yourself? Yeah. And I think that's so important because whatever you think about yourself, you're going to project that onto your spouse, right? And we've seen that in our own marriage. We've seen that yeah. in other marriages. Um, 
each one of the chapters in that book has a question, and then which is, what do you think about yourself for this first one? And then an intentional thought, which is, remember who I am. So important. It is important because like, if you only think of the negative, I'm not good at this and that and everything, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's brutal. You, you're you a child of God, made in the image of God. So you got to yeah. think, I'm something special. Right. Even if you don't feel it, you got to start thinking it. <laughs> Eventually well, you'll feel it. <laughs> you got you to gotta be willing to go to the truth. So the truth is in Romans 8, 15 in scripture, it says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. So there's this new relationship and a new life and a new identity that God gives us as his as his followers. Adopted. I yeah, love we're that. adopted. And, and so we belong and, and we're special to him. He sees us as his kids. Mm-hmm. And if you're a parent, you know what that feels like. You you know how much love that is. You, you see your child as your child. And the last thing you want is for your child to not love themselves right. and be insecure and be running around this world half-hearted because they don't like themselves. Yeah. Like it's hard to have any relationship if you don't like yourself. Yeah. Any relationship, especially a spouse. Absolutely. So think about this for a second. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Um, do you see a failure? Do you see somebody who's not measuring up? Or do you see a child of God? Because that's who God sees. And, and what the real encouragement of this book is, if you want to be more encouraging, you you kind of got to start encouraging yourself with the truth. The truth is you're God's child. He loves you. You're capable. You can do this. You can be an encourager. You're going to succeed at marriage. You know, all the thoughts that he wants us to have. And I think that changes it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I love about this book, Us in Mind, is, is how Ted makes it real by by saying he's got this kind of inner critic and yeah. he names his inner critic Fred, Fred. <laughs> which I think is so it's funny. It's brilliant because yeah. it kind of like disassociates it with who you are. Yeah. This like multiple personalities right. maybe, but that's kind of weird. But it's like this other person, Fred, is the negative one and you want yeah. to kind of split that because you don't want that to be a part of your identity. You right. want to be like, no, that's Fred with those Absolutely. negative thoughts. Yeah. I'm going to read this real quick. This is an excerpt. It says, Fred's words can make you nervous, anxious, insecure, worried, frustrated, and lonely, which aren't exactly adjectives that describe a spouse ready to love and serve <laughs> or even able to receive love for that matter. Let me give you an example of how Fred works. Imagine you're scrolling on your phone and you see a social media post of a friend from high school. Fred compares your life to theirs and declares you the loser. After hearing that, now imagine your spouse walking in to discuss the credit card bill. How do you think that's going to go? Fred <laughs> has officially set that up, that conversation up to lose because yeah. you entered that conversation with a negative mindset. Yeah. 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 Well, and I also think like you were saying the thing about compared, right? And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times like negativity wins in our life a lot of times because we are comparing. Mm-hmm. We're like, especially girls are really bad about the guys probably are too, but girls, I just know cause I'm a chick, but it's like, Oh, I'm not pretty enough. Oh, I have wrinkles. Oh, my clothes are too tight. Oh, I'm fat. Oh, this doesn't look good. And we're so critical. She's prettier. She's smarter. She's more talented. Um, she sings better. She like anything like there's so many things to be insecure about, mm-hmm. but then we're always comparing to other people's social media or friends that we know, or, and it's really hard on you. If you just focus on where your shortcomings are, you are going to be a negative Nelly. Mm-hmm. Sorry to the Nellies out there, but it's not cool. <laughs> I do feel sorry for the Nellies. I do. And when, the Karens. That, yeah. Sorry for Karens too. Anyways. But yeah, I mean, when you're dealing with negativity, a lot of times because you're comparing yourself yeah. to other people, That's it's really also good. because you're dealing with pain. Cause I was thinking about this 
when you have a lot of drama in your life or a lot of trauma in your background or disappointment, I guess we could call it that, um, you're negative Mm -hmm. because you're taking in all this baggage into this relationship and all this insecurity from your past and like coming into it being like, fix this. Yeah. (laughs) I challenge you fix me. That's not your spouse's role. No, your spouse's role is not to fix you or fill you or any of that kind of stuff. I think your spouse's role to love and encourage you unconditionally as you find the healing for your drama or your trauma, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, your disappointment, but that's on you. Yeah. Because when you bring the negativity in and it surfaces loud in your relationship, how do you come over? Like you don't, you don't win. Right. Like that's just a recipe for disaster when you can't deal with your own pain and you're comparing yourself all the time. That's just going to be negativity is going to win because the loudest voice. If, is it your Fred? What did I name mine? I named mine something. I think, uh, was yours Wilma? I, I don't know. Mine was it, Wilma. Yeah. Yeah. Mine just, was Wilma. Just because Fred and Wilma. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's From cool. The Flintstones. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, if Fred's getting the loudest voice in your head, Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Like you are just an insecure person from the start. How are you going to treat your spouse with that? Right. It's, it's impossible. So yeah, I think the loudest voice just dominates your thoughts and that's what brings in the negativity and just destroys your marriage. Yeah. It's brutal. But yeah. I know you have some action steps. Well, okay. So Ted gives some action steps in the book and yes. one of them is to identify your negative thoughts. I think that's, you know, it's hard work because to go there means you, you sometimes we think, well, if I go there, I'm going to, I'm going to turn negative just because I'm going to be focusing on my negative thoughts. But I think the idea is to kind of, like you said in the beginning, dissociate yourself from them by, yeah. by saying these thoughts are negative. I'm not negative. These thoughts are negative. There, there they are. And knowing what they are, I think is really important. Um, one of mine, when we were first married was, can I do this? I don't know if I can do this. My parents didn't do it, you know, had mm-hmm. that. And so I, I kind of had to identify that. And, and he suggests name your Fred, mm-hmm. you know, find a name where you can go like almost Fred, shut up. You yeah, know, that exactly. you're wrong. Like, uh, you know, like just you, you take the back seat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drive this conversation. I'm going to trust God right now. I'm going to be kind to my spouse. I'm going to do the right thing, even though I don't feel like it right now. And, um, being able to do that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he suggests is, is writing down God's message to you. And so, um, We've got some verses that we thought might speak life into everyone. Yeah. At the retreat, we did this thing where we had these verse cards on every table and we had everybody at the table share the verse and then what it basically meant to them. Mm -hmm. What was God saying to you type thing? And it was so powerful because everybody at the table felt like they got the exact verse. That was so fun. That was meant for them. Yeah. Which all these verses speak to me, but, um, but I just thought that was really cool. So... Um, I'll read I'll read them to you. There's eight of them. Do you okay. want to go back and forth? No, you go. Okay. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a hope in a future, a future and hope. What are your words on that? My words? I yeah. love it. What is God What is God saying to you? Yeah, it's my favorite verse. It's uh, it tattooed on, on my arm. arm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to think about, don't be negative because God has your plans and they're good. Yeah. And he has a purpose. So that's so what good. I get from it. Yeah. Philippians 2.13 says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Mm, I love that because I think a lot of times 
like if if it was me, I go, yeah, I know he can give me the the power to do it, but I I the desire that is seems even more mysterious and complicated. Yeah. So the knowing that he does it, he's going to give you the desire and the power to do the right thing. That's really powerful. Yeah, because I think human nature a lot of times is like, oh, your desires are not godly right. or they're negative or yeah. whatever. God's not giving you power to do that, but he does give you the desire and the power to yeah. do what pleases him, which is awesome. Psalm 16, eight says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is mm-hmm. right beside me. Yeah. So good. I love Just that. knowing he's right there. I know. Yeah. We're not alone. Philippians four thirteen. This is a popular one for, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You can do it all because yeah. you have Christ by your side. So he's given you the strength to do it. Um, Isaiah 41, 10, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. (laughs) I love that. It's so good. Yeah. There's something about the right hand in the Bible that's so interesting. Yeah. It's like represents strength. Yep. It's so funny. But anyways, but so don't be afraid. He's with you. Don't be discouraged. Second Timothy 1, 7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Mm-hmm. That's good. Because we have a lot of fear. I think a lot of times we carry a lot of fear and we're timid a lot. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to be because we have God and he's given us the power and love and self-discipline. Well, and to know that that's already been deposited in us mm-hmm. and what maybe our then responsibility is to call it out, You know, make room yeah. in a sense for those things to grow, for those things to come forth. It's already there. Right. And then your other tattoo is sure is Joshua one nine. Yeah. This is my command: be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now you go to a bad place. Remember, the Lord's with you. I know. So I you better watch that, your yeah. step. Yeah, <laughs> because you're dragging God wherever you go. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, those are some encouraging verses we had at the. Retreat. Ooh, let me that let me read good. the last one. So good. Oh, go Zephaniah three seventeen says, "For the Lord your God is living among you; He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With His love, He will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Oh, so He will good. rejoice over you. Think about that. Like yeah. I often think about my relationship with God as like kind of represents a little bit my relationship with my kids. Mm-hmm. And when my kids are happy and joyful." And they're, or they're doing something cool or they're performing and my kids are all musicians. And so I'm like ear to ear, just smiling. Like I'm so proud of my kids. They bring so much joy and rejoicing to my life. So I just love that. And I think that God does that when we do it right, what's right, what pleases him. I think he's just smiling. He's so happy. Just like we are with our kids when they're succeeding. That's fun. Absolutely. But look at yourself in a positive light. Get rid of that Fred head yeah you know that person in your head that's like Fred. Fred. it's like because like because they're ruining you they're and they're going to ruin your relationship because it's hard to be loving and positive when you're yes. feeling negative all the time in your head yeah work through whatever you need to work through go to counseling whatever mm-hmm. you need to do to build the positive in your life you know find that healing go to recovery whatever needs to happen for you to find the positive voice in your head and focus on that yeah yeah that's good. Uh, so that's the first question is, what do you think about yourself? Second question is, what do you think about your spouse? Mm-hmm. And I think this gets real interesting. So to me, this <laughs> is about kind of adjusting your thinking uh, because listen, how you think about your spouse will determine how you treat your spouse. Yeah, That's sort of scary. What you think yeah. about your spouse will determine how you treat your spouse. And Because uh, well, if you think your spouse is dumb yeah. or irresponsible or lazy or unpredictable or 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. Get these labels, start you slapping label them on. Them with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're always late. Oh, right. you're always. And I love that quote, labeling only reinforces bad, bad behavior. behavior, you oh. know, which is so true in marriage for sure. They say in their close proximity plus personality plus baggage equals the narrative you're telling yourself about your spouse. <laughs> That's an, I mean, which is an interesting question. Like what is the yeah. narrative you're telling yourself about your spouse? Uh, they're always this, they're always that they've always been, they never will. I mean, we got these narratives and, uh, that's so important. And it's weird because when do those show up? Yeah. Because like when you're dating, when you're courting, that's, you don't ever think about the negative. No. You're like, they are perfect in every way. Just perfect. And even if your friends try to criticize the person you're you're courting, you're like, you're out of my life. I'm never going to talk to you again. (laughs) Cut you out. (laughs) You're gone. But no, it's true though, because we see no wrong when we're dating. Then all of a sudden life happens and everything's in the way. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh God, they're so annoying. Why do they never, you know, whatever. (laughs) So um, the intentional thought for chapter two, which is, or the second section in the book, yeah. uh, which is, we're only going to go to the first two and then there's three more, um, is to see the best, you know, to, to see the best. And I was thinking about those sitcom couples like, um, <laughs> oh, Ricky and Lucy, Ricardo. Oh, they bicker constantly. Yeah. Uh, Fred and Ethel, also from they I Love Lucy. These are you. way throwback. Uh, Raymond and Deborah from Everybody, I, uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, Red and Kitty. That oh my gosh, from show. that 70 show. They are... Yeah. He is such a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alan, Peggy, Bundy, if you ever... Uh, oh, they're pathetic. Yeah, that's awful stuff. Don't copy those. Yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, who are some good role models? What are some good activities? Philippians 4, 8 tells us, uh, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what's true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And uh, mm. one of the things I loved in the in the book was that not only does Ted Lowe say, name your negative self, but he also says, name your positive spouse. Mm, yeah, yeah. So yeah. good, right? Yeah. Um, so he said he named his, this is kind of funny. And I don't like his It's name, interesting. But yeah. yeah. Hopefully she likes it. I guess. But he calls her Pug. Pug. Which I guess it's a positive thing for him. Maybe it, they it, like it is, the dog. Like maybe that so. Kind of Pugs yeah. are cute or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know. But he says that when he thinks of her like that, he treats her better. So, you know, like if you ever start to get negative about your spouse, what if you had a, a positive image you could just flip on instantly mm-hmm. and be like, boom, that's yeah, that's them. Then all of a sudden you're going to treat them in that positive light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I we like have that. a little uh, idea here to plant a seed for well, everybody. What we did at the retreat, which was kind of fun actually, is we <laughs> we named our spouse a superhero name. Yeah. So you need to think about your spouse as a superhero. You can use a spouse. Like instantly Gabe and I are like, okay, he's like, you're Wonder Woman. And I'm like, oh, you're Iron Man. Like <laughs> instantly. Not because of strength, but because of he's funny and he's strong and he's smart and he's witty. And I think Iron Man's cool. He's like my favorite guy superhero, but Wonder Woman's for sure my girl. So you're saying you have a crush on Iron Man? I do. Well, no. I mean, maybe. Okay. He's adorable. But... <laughs> But a lot of the people in the crowd at the retreat made new names, new superhero names. I know. Which was so creative. And they were talking about characters that they loved about their spouse, yeah. like um, like their integrity, yeah. honorable. I remember one was Positron. Like, yeah, because they were so, so positive. positive. Yeah. That was actually a really smart one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember any of the other ones, but they, they came up with some great names. Yeah. And they were, and basically what they did where they were just taking a character that they loved about their spouse, 
and named it. Yeah, making a superhero. Like character. making a superhero yeah. out of it. So do that with your spouse if you're listening. Like go home or wherever and call your spouse the superhero name and then tell them why you picked that superhero name. And if you really want to go the extra mile, you could make costumes and dress up. Okay. I don't really get that, it. That did not go really well. <laughs> no. <laughs> superhero. Superheroes. Like, I mean, because we look at superheroes and we're like, they're super for a reason. We're right. right. So is our spouse super? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just trying to keep the positive in the relationship, I think, is so important. We've often talked in this, like our podcast here, about the pie. Yeah. Like what it, what it means to have a, a pie yeah. that we're looking at, like a like a like a pie that you would eat. Like let's go with sixteen slicer from Costco. Okay, the what, big one. What's ones. the flavor? Yeah, well, let's go pumpkin because I love pumpkin their pumpkin is pies. Good, so but good. was it with or without whipped cream? Well, you can add whip. Of okay, course, add yeah. whip. So we got a pumpkin pie with whipped cream. Yeah, sixteen slices. Yeah, I'm holding this pie in front of me right now. Oh my gosh, I wish. And I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it just like like if you're looking at if you're watching the YouTube right now, you're seeing me. Isn't it I'm, beautiful? It's beautiful. It's right? so positive I mean, it's amazing. and beautiful. Yeah, and uh, I can I can see it really good, but I can only see the part that has all the slices in it. But on the part I'm not looking at, there's one slice missing because we know this about every human being. We're all missing a slice, (laughs) right? And so sometimes our spouse is like a pie. We're all a little off. And, you know, we, so the question is, which, which part are you going to focus on? Are you going to turn it around to where the only thing you see is the missing slice? Yeah. And you're going to focus on the flaw. And you just focus Mm -hmm. on that. Like you can't get past it. There's 15 other amazing slices that we love about our spouse and the one thing that drives us crazy, we just yeah, totally focus on yeah. it. Yeah. So, cause if you, I mean, cause you can definitely do that. I mean, any Melissa could look at me and she could focus on the flaws. It'd be very easy for her to do. So, yeah. No, just kidding. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you brought Cut. that on yourself. Um, but <laughs> anyways, but she doesn't, she focuses on the positive and yeah. I do my best to do the same for her because yeah. there's so much great stuff. Um, and, and that's, that, that's going to be the thing that characterizes our marriage is what we choose to focus on basically. Exactly. So when it comes to my spouse, yeah, make them, make them a superhero, yeah. name them, talk to them about how great they are. You know, you've already encouraged yourself if you've done the first part now it's time to encourage them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, when we did premarital counseling with my dad, this was like 29 years ago. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. But he would always have us do the 10 things you love about your spouse. Mm-hmm. And then he'd also have the 10 things you want in your home, mm-hmm. which I thought was actually really cool. I don't know what we did with that one, but we, we have our 10 things that we love about our spouse. And actually when we were about 10 years in, we redid them because we were parents at that point. And let me just say who you marry is not who you're going to be married to the rest of your life. People change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they morph. Like we, I didn't like onions, peppers, Mushrooms, mushrooms, olives, olives. And I kind of like all that stuff now. now. Everybody changes and let there be room for that. People often use the thing. We grew apart. I hate that saying grow together, grow up together. It's Mm -hmm. fun. So be together, have fun together. But I feel like a lot of times we forget what we love about each other. We forget the first love, like in revelation. It's like, think about why you fell in love. There's a reason you married, got married. Like there was reasons you totally adored each other and thought they were awesome. And then life happens and things become negative and you're busy and you're stressed out and you can't handle things and hard stuff comes. Seasons come, seasons go. You just carry through even yeah. the hard seasons. 
but you just keep going and you train yourself to remember why you love each other and what the positive things are about each other. So I'm going to read the things that we did. This was about 10 years in. Okay. What I love about Gabriel, Gabriel. You had to use my full name. I did. It was serious business. Yeah. He's a spiritual leader, great spiritual leader. He's very transparent, compassionate. He's a visionary. He's hardworking, fun, humble, romantic, patient, faithful. He's a great teacher and a fantastic daddy. Did we add extras? Yeah, because there's 12. That's because we're awesome. So we, we, yeah. Couldn't stop. So we're going to redo That's these. Right. Did you do 12 14. for me too? I did. Yeah, you ready? Okay, you better have. Okay, <laughs> what I love about Melissa is this. One, she's inspiring. She's passionate. She's faithful. She's loving. She's supportive. She's fun. She's wise. She's disciplined. She's generous. She's creative. She's thoughtful. And she's the world's best mommy. Oh, Those are the things. I haven't read that for a while. Oh, yeah. Well, I know because what happens is basically the way this works, if you, if, you, if you follow the instructions, okay, is you write down your list, you frame it like we've done. Print it. And, and frame print it. it and frame it. And then you put it on your bedroom wall. And then when you get mad at your spouse, yeah, you look um, at you it. Look at it. <laughs> Cause then it reminds you, you're like, Oh yeah, oh, yeah I do like them. They okay. do. Like, they, yeah. they do have some good characteristics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop focusing on the one slice gone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think it's important to, on how you see yourself and how you see your spouse. It's huge. I mean, it's going to make or break your marriage, mm-hmm. literally going to make or break it. So let's get a handle on how we look at ourselves and how we treat our spouse. And then I'll just for honorable mention, Okay. Um, dad and Luetta, my, my parents, they did, um, this, the third and fourth session and they talked about empathy, mm-hmm. how you, um, you know, get in the boat with your spouse. They, they said, get in the puddle. That was get funny. In get in the puddle yeah, with the spouse, but understanding your spouse, how are they feeling? Yeah. Why are they feeling that? But being empathetic, I thought that was really good. And then the next session was on pausing. Yeah. When, it, when you're triggered, pause. Don't react and freak out and get defensive because that never goes good, right? Never goes well. So pausing. And then we finished up on the purpose of marriage and it was to reflect the love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. That was really good. So I just want to encourage you to get the book. It's so good. It's worth the read. It really is. It's really a good book on marriage. I think it'll really encourage you guys. Me too. Wait, thanks for hanging out with us for a few minutes. We hope that this is an encouragement to you. We hope that all these episodes are. We would love to invite you to subscribe to this podcast, to share it with somebody and, uh, and to, you know what, join us in this quest of building healthy, lifelong marriages. We'll see you next time.